Hey, hey, stay. Welcome back. Yeah, it's been a while. How yeah. are you? Pretty good. Pretty good. Yeah, it's been it's been a, a busy December, but I at least I was like staying in one place. I, I think you uh you did a lot more than I did when it comes to traveling and uh family stuff. <laughs> Oh yeah, I hopped around uh, quite quite a bit. Had to go visit family back home in Romania. Had to uh, eat a lot of uh, uh, Romanian cuisine, and also caught I think the worst flu of my recent adult years, which I managed to survive luckily. But it wasn't the best. So yeah, really glad to be home. Happy New Year, everybody! <laughs> it's uh, yeah, I'm uh, I'm on the man. So. That's actually really, really good. I'm, I'm feeling okay. How about you? How, how did you uh, celebrate Christmas and New Year's? Um, my wife and I just uh, had Christmas here. Um, you know, some calls with family. Our, our tradition, pretty much since my wife was a kid, is we watch the, um, the Disney like celebration thing on uh, where it's just like musical artists and Christmassy stuff. I'm pretty sure they record it in Florida and other places in like November and October, but then they air it on Christmas, but it's still, uh, it's still fun. So we, we tend to do that and drink mimosas and that's our, our Christmas morning. <laughs> oh, sounds nice. <laughs> yeah. But I would have, yeah. Given for up the your, mimosas. Yeah. Do you think it was COVID or? Well, uh, it was weird because, uh, like, Four or five days in, uh, both me and Anna, my wife, lost our taste. And that's not something you usually get with the flu. We didn't do the test because it was already like over. But yeah, you know, these family gatherings, it's always, and gatherings in general, uh, you always end up with some kind of thing like this. So... I can't say I was surprised, but, you know, I was hoping it wouldn't be that bad, but yeah, it was a hot feverish Christmas, so to say. <laughs> but otherwise, it was nice. I mean, I enjoyed the food. I enjoyed the company, you know, so I can't complain. That's, a, that's especially rough when you're traveling. Like, being sick when traveling is, like, the worst. <laughs> yeah, I know. I wouldn't do it again, but, you know. <laughs> <laughs> uh not up to me i guess oh well yeah any did you do anything fun for new year's or were you still like coming down from oh, we actually sick? had we uh, got back to london and uh, we had some friends over who stayed uh here to look after the cats so uh yeah just a bunch of early champagne and uh some uh fish we cooked some ceviche which is mm. that kind of like yeah chopped uh, up oh, fish. I love ceviche. Yeah, it's, it's the best. It's the best. And they say you're supposed to eat fish on New Year's to be, to, I don't know, like have good luck in the New Year. Uh, is, that, is that something where uh, in, in the US or where you're from or is it like totally new? I, I feel like I've heard that before, but I don't know where it comes from. Yeah. Yeah, fish. I, must have been like fish is like really hard to uh, like get. Like historically, it must have been. So maybe if you had fish, you were like, oh, okay, we're having fish. We're going to have fish for the whole of 
like next year. That's my theory, at least. I don't know how much it like stands, <laughs> but yeah, that must be it. The the tradition that we always do is uh, having twelve grapes at midnight, and you have to eat them by twelve o one. And if you get a sour grape, it's like it indicates a a sour month. And, oh, uh, so oh, okay. <laughs> I think it's I think it's like an old like a uh, Spanish tradition or Puerto Rican. But yeah, we've so we've gotten all of our friends to do it here, which has been fun. <laughs> nice. When you get the sour one, did you get uh, any sour ones? I don't think I've ever gotten a sour one. I think we've no. done a good job of like picking out grapes ahead of time. You're, you're allowed to, <laughs> you're allowed to like pick them out. Okay. Okay. So yeah. Okay. So it, there, there is some skill involved. It's not only like luck. Yeah. Okay. That's good to know. So only sweet ones <laughs> for later. That's, that's, that, that's reassuring. Yeah. But yeah. yeah. And yeah, since then, just trying to get into the flow of the new year and, Mm-hmm. you know get back to you know uh doing doing stuff again after pretty much just lazing around for the last couple of weeks yeah <laughs> aside from just, the year in books yeah yeah it it does feel like your brain goes on vacation <laughs> these days i totally lost track of time i didn't realize today was actually a wednesday uh <laughs> you don't know it's like a continuous weekend then it's like weekday at the same time so uh yeah uh <laughs> I'd say the same for goes goes for me. It's good to you know actually be back. It's like like you know having a warm up after you haven't done sports in in a while. <laughs> Some things are beginning to like pop in places. Yeah, yeah. I also went went back to the gym and I was very sore after not uh going for a, week, a couple weeks <laughs> oh yeah crap i also have to do that uh <laughs> what what were your like some of your let's say what are those called uh, new year's resolutions uh, um i wrote some down but like i i just have like a, a broad one which is like to better balance like creation consumption and movement <laughs> i i feel like when those three are in balance in my life i i just feel a lot healthier and i you know sometimes i'll go way towards the consumption side and just watch a whole bunch of shows and social media sometimes i'll go way towards the creation side and just like work myself to death so it's it's more about just like trying to do the balance of all those i feel is and and movement too in there cuz i feel like at the end of the day when i'm like sitting down after dinner or something i'll feel so much more like relaxed and relieved if i've you know done stuff that day in some way <laughs> yeah i'm into that that's a good resolution yeah i like the whole like martial arts balance <laughs> like vibe to it yeah <laughs> i'd say balance would be like one of uh, one of mine as well and I guess, you know, having a bit more coverage to like push projects like Hardcover. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, that would be one as well. And speaking of which, today is like a really special like, edition of Hardcover Live, I guess, because we're actually going to talk about Hardcover Live. <laughs> yeah, I had a couple things to, to chat about. And... Yeah, I guess the first one before we jump into that was just like 
chatting about the year in books launch. Oh yeah. Since uh, that it, uh, so we released the year in books on Christmas at around noon. We actually like published it a day or two before, but that's when we kind of started um, sending it out. And we ended up having like the best week in terms of signups hardcovers had since we started, <laughs> which has been really amazing this last week, actually, <laughs> like seeing actual like a number of people joining as opposed to even a year ago, we were getting like two people a day, one person a day, or some days like, you know, no one would join. So this, this week, it's felt more like a, a new, a bunch of new people finding hardcover, which has been really exciting. Yeah, it's been in the high double digits for Sunday. So I was like really amazed because this is like our first, let's say, organic campaign. So not nothing where we launch on some site and that site brings us traffic. This was like all us. We made this resource, we shared it and people really liked it. So that was really, really fun uh, to to see. I think it was and it will be because it's not like uh it's still like a piece of history on on hardcover and i think people are still discovering it uh throughout uh, january <laughs> and uh yeah it's been really interesting to to see that uh was yeah. it did you expect that <laughs> i uh i was i was kind of hoping like it would be shared some and i think like as uh, Jeff just mentioned, like there have been some even like thread threads on threads <laughs> about hardcover, and we got a lot of attraction on Reddit and a couple different subreddits for different authors. Um, yeah, it's still. I feel like uh, we still have like more to do for marketing it. Like it's still. Uh, uh, I feel like it's like getting to the point where like some people have seen it, but it's still feels like the people who have seen it are still in some of the the niche book world like uh -huh. they're they're really into the book world connected to either one of the authors or people on the community so i'm still wondering how we can like break into that next step and get it in front of like everyone else but yeah yeah i had the same feel about it uh and definitely it would be really nice uh you know it's good that it marketed itself uh up to this point and it's i think the first time i've actually seen people like share hardcover with their network enthusiastically like oh look at this uh it, there's been a lot of like good feedback for people who have just been discovering us and that gets you know better and better as we make it better uh you know i'm imagining someone you know, finding us now versus one year ago <laughs> They have like lots more reasons to be to be excited, and yeah, some of them, yeah, come ahead and tell us tell us that, uh, which has been really really nice to see. Um, also, a good thing that we did is reaching out to authors. Uh, Adam has been like the uh, you have been like the uh, the main drive of that. You know, actually like mailing. We actually, we actually what we did is. For the authors that had books featured on Hardcover Live, we actually uh, printed out a nice note and we actually got their physical addresses to their agents or through them and uh, mailed it to them. And I think what was surprising to me was like, the willingness of uh, authors to 
share their address for us to send them something like that. And uh, yeah, the willingness, I mean. Uh, yeah, you, know. yeah you, you haven't, have you seen the physical stickers? Let me. No, let me, I, no I haven't. Let me, yeah, let me, yeah, let me get one of them. To. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> to actually see them live. We did some like really cool uh, holographic stickers. I don't know if the effect is that will, will actually be visible on, uh, uh, so on have... video, but uh, yeah, let's see. Oh, here we go. Okay, yeah, here we go. Okay. Oh, those yeah, came they're, out. They're, they're decent size. They're like full palm. Yeah, yeah that's know. not bad. Okay. Wow. Okay, and they're actually translucent. I've seen like the, yeah. the holographic. Yeah, I've seen some of that nice glare. Okay, so job job well done there. <laughs> I was a bit, yeah, worried that they, they would be like faded in, but yeah, you could see the details as well. And and I've started getting more messages from authors and um, like agents who were on vacation when we sent that out. And now they're coming back in the new year <laughs> and now they're applying to their emails. Okay. <laughs> so ah, I yeah, have a feeling yeah. it's going to have a little bit of a, a long tail for, for uh, those contacts. Well, that's always good. Everybody loves that like long tail. Yeah. Good responses. Okay. Yeah, this has been like really a, a really good move, and I like that it's personal towards the authors as well. So now we are talking to some really, uh, you know, some really good good people that actually wrote the books that are featured on on hardcover. So especially for when we uh, push the authors update sometime this year having them as potentially, you know, people to ask feedback uh, from is going to be really, really good. So, yeah. One, uh, one unexpectedly useful thing. Um, I ended up doing a, like a, a thread on Mastodon about like all the authors that are on Mastodon that had books featured in the yearbooks and tagged those authors. And one thing that was really neat about that is that like a lot of those posts end up being like uh, reposted and the way Mastodon works is that, you know, posts are shown on multiple different servers. So all of a sudden we had links to um, the urine books from like hundreds of different domains because those posts were on all these different Mastodon servers and each Mastodon server has its own domain. So that actually helped some on the short term for SEO as well, because it looked like all of a sudden, like all these different websites were linking to us. So it's something I hadn't even thought about for Mastodon as a yeah. marketing engine. Oh, yeah, that's good. Yeah, that should have given us a really nice boost, right? Yeah. I don't think any authors have, well, no, one, one, one signed up. Uh, I think... Uh, uh, Ethan Marcotti, who did like You Deserve a Tech Union, who I follow on Mastodon. Um, a couple of authors just uh, like uh, shared it on social, like fondly. Yeah. Um, and then a lot of agents were like just really excited and um, just uh, thankful for it in the in their emails. But I think one of the next steps for us is going to be like those authors that were curious is talking to them about what they want from a site like mm -hmm. hardcover from the author standpoint, because right now, like hardcover is designed for readers. It's not really designed for authors. 
-hmm. So I think that's one of our big things for later on in this year is like figuring out what designing hardcover for authors is going to look like. Yeah, that's going to be really exciting. I think after discussions, that's what should be right up there on the list. Uh, and a couple of other updates, like the list page. Uh, and, well, yeah, maybe just that. So pretty soon, I guess. Well, discussions is going to be a big one, but uh, yeah. anyhow. Uh, that's going to tie in with authors as well, because I think authors will be highly related to the way we do discussions and uh, the way we'll, they could use discussions will be pretty important. Yeah. Yeah. I think that'll be, so, that'll be big. Mm -hmm. So the Erin books, I guess, a success for us. We just have to push it. Like, uh, uh, it's still like, uh, January is a good month for, uh, making sure it gets, uh, shared out there. Uh, and, uh, yeah, getting it in yeah. front of more people. It's uh, it's a really good resource. Yeah, like and... Letterboxd hasn't even released their 2023 year in book year in movies, so I feel like they they do it in mid January. So we're we're just doing it a little early. <laughs> uh huh. Yeah, exactly. So it would just be you know the Christmas launch and then the you know next launch. Yeah. The New Year's launch. <laughs> Just as good, just as good. It's still fresh. 2023, still still with us. Yep. Well, want to chat about some hardcover live stuff? Yeah, of course. Cool. So, so, uh, uh, so uh, I have one of the things I was going to try doing is using these transitions that Riverside has. Oh, there we go. Let's see. Now, now it's, we're in the new segment for hardcover live. <laughs> okay. Okay. Oh, I didn't even notice that. Wow. Okay, that was smooth. Yeah. There's a. I. I I'm. I'm not like. A, I've never done like podcasting. Like I'm always amazed about how people can do these things. Some of them yeah. do them live. Like when I'm watching. Uh, one of my favorite um, streamers is a uh, Learn with Jason, who does. Uh, oh yeah. He does like live streams where him and another person build something together over like 90 minutes. And so it's mm -hmm. like a, a developer live stream. Um, and like doing these things live is always like amazing to me. Yeah. But I don't watch very many li live streams. Do you, do you have any one that you uh, have connected with or podcasts or channels? Yeah. yeah, actually there was, there's like this guy, Farza, who does sort of like a, uh, y Combinator, but for like amateurs, which is a good mm -hmm. prep for like y, y Combinator. And he usually does these, I'm going to share it because he does them yearly. And maybe this year we can even like get in hardcover. It could be like good, good, good practice. And uh, all of the sessions are, are live. And I really like that because, you know, uh, they convey that kind of energy uh, that you need to actually uh, get going with, with a startup. So, uh, yeah, uh, I admit they're very hard to, you know, do. And, um, yeah, I think this exercise is good for, for both of us as well as, uh, as, as hardcover. And uh, I think we can get to a point where 
we can actually make it entertaining and informative for the people uh, watching us and actually make it uh, not only about what we're building. Uh, I love uh, learning with Jason, by the way. Uh, he's like one of the people who like I'm watching and I love the way he's like making it uh, so easy to see how to build something. Uh, so yeah, it's going to be interesting. What were you thinking about what we can do with hardcover life? Like main, in terms of the format mainly. Yeah. I, I like that you started this, uh, brainstorming doc I just pulled up and I did some work on the live page on the website. Maybe we could start with like talking about those two and mm -hmm. kind of see where we are now and then see what's next for it. Um, yeah. I'll, uh, I'll share this just to have something up here. Uh, um, okay, share screen. And I think I've realized that looking at all the past um, lives, because I imported them all, um, it, it ends up looking better when we share like a window rather than a entire screen. Like it allows it to be just a, a little bit bigger. So I think oh, I'm yeah. going to start sharing yeah. a, a window rather than a screen. Oh yeah, definitely works better. Um, so yeah, this um, this is uh, and I realize like this this one's the one we're recording right now, and I realize like my JavaScript must have been off for it because it should still show up as like um, hasn't been released yet and watched now. But uh, <laughs> I realized at like one p.m. today, like right as we were going live, that it didn't have that link to Riverside yeah. anymore. <laughs> So uh, it's happening. It's happening. <laughs> um, so yeah, it's um, each episode has a, a length, a link to watch on YouTube and a link to listen to the podcast with a, a full like transcript and all that. Oh, here we go. There's our faces. That's yeah. great. And then for each one of them, it's I'm going to work just, on some. Yeah. I should work on some uh, awesome like uh, cover images for. Mm. We had some at some point. I'm just gonna have to make them even more spectacular, especially for what we have guests, which is like, yeah, we'll talk about that in a sec. Yeah, yeah. Let me let me make a note of that. Yeah, cover images. Yeah, that would be really cool, especially since uh, yeah, for like a way to um, kind of market it before it actually goes live like that could mm -hmm. be the, the placeholder because right now um oh, like here there's the no placeholder for this episode because <laughs> i just kind of grabbed screenshots from different episodes for these but yeah that's good build mode yeah just like the rough rough cut yeah um yeah there's a i think like functionally this feels like it has everything we need but uh uh any any design recommendations or design tweaks to any of this feel free to <laughs> feel free to yeah make. definitely yeah I, it's actually very good i mean you know <laughs> i wouldn't have like major stuff to add to it maybe just some spacing but you know you know me i'm always like just like moving like one 
one unit of padding, but yeah, even in terms of spacing, it actually, I might not do anything at all. It might just be that. Maybe experiment with some other layouts when we have the covers. And uh, yeah, that's, yeah, this is, yeah, job well done. It's, it's very, it's looking very good. Um, cool. Now, in terms of the like single posts for, for content, I was thinking, should we talk about guests and, uh, you know, cover, cover that because, oh, here we go. We also have a section on the homepage. Yeah. I kind of just yeah. stole the past looks and just, uh, hard. So this would show the next episode usually. Um, yeah. Yeah, this is perfect. I like so, it. Maybe so, I'm going to make a small illustration for that on the homepage as well. That'd be cool. Yeah. And from a, a technical standpoint, this was really neat to make because uh, it's using um, advanced custom fields in WordPress. So it's like each... Each one is just a, a post of type live. And then here at the bottom, there's all like the metadata about the post. So it's like here are the participants, the video length, podcast, YouTube. And then it just um, creates the page with all this data. Nice. Yeah, that's great. Maybe we can use that. I was thinking for the guests to also have a small bio or like bio for like uh, what so they, if they're, authors what they wrote or if they're uh book bloggers what their book blog is yeah just yeah. maybe a snippet of uh, uh things about them and uh maybe some other data as well i was thinking favorite books but that was like just the first thought um uh, but yeah on the single post page i think that could be a good addition and if we use like the custom fields it should be fairly easy to, to add those in and link them yeah. up. Yeah, we could add like uh, anything here for, you know, like about the guest and just format it like normal, oh, okay. normal WordPress. Just, oh, okay, just format it. Okay, you don't even <clears> need customers. Yeah. And then we would probably like add them here as a as a participant and then they would show up with the link to their hardcover profile here. Nice. Yeah, that's great. Um, yeah, that's, that's pretty much what I've been preparing for, but it's, it's really just like, it feels like it's getting us up to like the starting point in a, in a race for like, you know, what's next for hardcover live. So I feel like you've been, you've been theorizing about like, what do we, what do we do with this format next? Because the last year has pretty much been, um, the two of us jump on a call, we catch up, um, talk about work in progress. And then we talk about, we, we like do a deep dive into a single feature. Mm -hmm. um, and I think you've been thinking about some changes to that format and keeping some parts of it the same. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, I can tell you what I like about this format. So it's good that, you know, we're covering aspects of building car cover uh, and showing people stuff that we haven't released yet. And potentially, I mean, we've gathered some feedback live as we were building things in the past. So that's the good thing about it. Um, I think the bad thing about it is that it can get technical. And uh, I think there's like a wider audience of people who 
are interested in the so thinking about our mission to uh, make uh, let's say the book industry like the broad mission of making the book industry just like slightly better um, I think we could use hardcover live to uh, do that as well uh, and uh, through it uh, you know have it become uh, a thing in itself where we reach out to authors, to book bloggers, to book influencers, to people in the book world in general, and just ask them about uh, what's uh, you know what's up, what they think the problem is. Uh, because uh, I got this idea from the discovery calls we had with people, and the discovery calls are are, are really like interesting because we get some like very very useful bits of information every time we uh, jump on one of those calls and uh, if those were live i mean uh, some of the calls where you ask people uh not necessarily about you know a feature but what would be useful for for you i think they can like yield some uh, really interesting answers and it can be different it doesn't have to be that so yeah uh, I think the first thing I was thinking about is if we bring someone uh, in as a guest and uh, sort of ask them what their take is on uh, some some matter related to what they do uh, and tie it in with hardcover somehow, maybe we can make it so that we also get some information through that call and the people watching it also get like loads of interesting bits about uh what those people think about the book industry about uh our app why not we can even like look at prototypes with them and see what what they think i was thinking you know what if we get someone from the discord community and uh they come on live and we talk about let's say the discussions prototype and they tell us what they like what they don't like i mean even spice it up a bit because you know we're like mostly agreeing on <laughs> all of the things so uh i love to get like uh an opinion where we have to convince someone or just like uh talk through a feature they might not understand. I think those are, are the, the moments uh, where we can learn a lot. Uh, and it will also be interesting because uh, how we build hardcover is the technical part, but how we build hardcover is more than that, like asking people what they want from hardcover. I mean, that's been our like thing from the start. Yeah, asking readers like, "What do you want?" and drawing conclusions. Yeah, I, I think like yeah, it, it's almost like uh, doing those discovery calls that we're doing, but doing them sometimes in public with people that are up for it. Um, so yeah, I, it feels like one of the next ones that came to mind as you were saying that could just be having a, a Jeff or lead librarian on and doing a talk where we're digging deep into <clears throat> like librarian features and what we want out of those, what the problems are with the current system. Um, I've, that's kind of been my, like planning for some changes to that has been my, um, like my focus 
Um, and so next starting probably next week or the next two weeks, I'll be like really getting into the nitty gritty of those fixes. So yeah, that might be a good first one for next week if Jeff's up for it. (laughs) Yeah, definitely. That sounds great. That's exactly. Yeah. What, uh, what this could be. And I'd love to like ask someone, I know I tend to sometimes talk more than I, than I should. So it will also like be an opportunity for, you know, us to ask questions and let other people talk and us focus on, you know, what we're asking them. Uh, I'd be like particularly interested. Let's say we invite an author and ask them about review bombing and what they think about it or like another like thing that's going on in the book industry and just hear what they want to say. I think that's, I don't know, some, uh, there are definitely people who cover that, but uh, yeah, Uh, uh, I think. Yeah. And I know some of the things that I'm most curious to ask authors is like at, at the really high level, like how do you connect with your audience? How do you keep them informed as you're, as you're creating, how do you connect with them after you've written a book and just like better understand where those like channels are today? Cause I feel like with kind of the, I don't know, I, I, I won't say downfall of X, but you know, as, as it becomes less relevant to society and people start moving away, um, like, uh, so many of them have been moving to, Instagram to threads to blue sky, or a lot of them are just, you know, on Facebook or have their own email lists. So it's, it's really like, one of the things I really want to understand is like, just what do they feel works for them today? And what, what isn't working? (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. That's gonna be like very, very insightful. And it also overlaps with one of what we want to find out from authors so yeah we could do also do all sorts of things like like i said we could also show them like the author page and ask them you know do you like this do you not like this uh or maybe even ask them you know have a certain set of like five questions about books like the book like like prompts have Mm. like some prompts ready maybe like specific to to them some funny some interesting some like hard but actually like ask those prompts live and see them develop on the subject. Uh, What book changed your life? What book made you the author that you are? And uh, yeah, just ask them that. I think that's going to be like uh, really interesting. And I'm guessing we could also use that info to mm, publish it to their author pages. That'd be like really neat. So Mm have those prompts live plus if they want to add like other things after the live allow them to do that but yeah have those live prompts uh, on their page and the podcast episode on their page featured yeah it it feels like um this is going to be less about like um talking with an author and like um publicizing their book i mean that'll be a part of it but that's not like the main focus it's not like hey you're releasing a book come on hardcover live and we'll talk about Mm -hmm. it it's more like um how do you as an author um interact with the book community and how do you work as an author and how can hardcover help with that 
Yeah, yeah, that's perfect. But that's a good idea as well. I mean, <laughs> approaching authors after they launch their book, yeah, definitely. I mean, I yeah. think some of the authors uh, would be really thrilled to, you know, be part of this, especially if we make the questions, like, interesting. I think we have, like, the capacity to drop uh, some really insightful questions. And, yeah. Yeah. It... I, uh, it makes me wonder, like, you know, we're, we're a tiny group still, we're, you know, growing as a, um, both as a podcast and as a, this is our first real live stream that we've done. Um, so it, I have a feeling we're going to have to, you know, set our sights slowly and work up to like the big name authors, but I have a feeling, uh, finding authors that want to talk about this stuff is going to be like not not terribly difficult because i i mean i know as a developer like i would go on any podcast because i i like talking about developer stuff so i have a feeling yeah. it's just a matter of finding those authors that are just like dying to talk about this stuff with someone yeah well some of them gave us our their personal addresses so i'm guessing like appearing on a podcast i i was expecting that to be like very very like tricky but it wasn't so yeah i'm guessing some of them might be more open especially if we make this into a format just like work our way up and build it where it genuinely gets interesting so kind of like one of the shows like i don't know hot ones where you know you eat those spicy wings. Do you know that one? Mm -hmm. Oh, I love hot ones. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, we're not going to eat spicy wings, but yeah, talk about books. And maybe, yeah, we can find the format to make that like fun and interesting. Uh, but yeah. make it into a really good like show on the, on the internet. That would be like really, really fun to, or at least insightful. Like, yeah. Yeah, doing. I feel like part of so much of that's doing that prep work to get good questions ahead of time. Like that's part of what mm -hmm. makes Hot One so good is that they're, yeah, like they 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 do their research. They get into the deep cuts about someone's past, and uh, I feel like that's something that both of us enjoy doing. Is like you know doing that bit of uh, prep work and research, and it could make it for a, a good one. And yeah, I really like the idea of having like that same question that we ask people at, at like the end of a show like there's a lot of shows that you know it's you know the show kind of you know goes like this and then you know it kind of starts to fade off and then they ask that question at the end and then it's like uh -huh. oh now i know where in the show we are and uh -huh. it's kind of like it's time to wrap up the show and answer this this uh question that they ask everyone and yeah exactly. i really like that format <laughs> uh-huh yeah that's gonna be great i mean we can start thinking about those kind of things like uh, that question yeah i'm wondering what that could be uh we can figure it out as we, as we as we go along <laughs> uh and we can also like uh have the librarians uh, dig into it I, I think many of the people would be like really really like interested into uh doing some of that research as well it's i mean it can get interesting and like i get spicy you know those those deep cuts you're talking about definitely uh would are going to be interesting to research so we can count on the what's jeff calling it the shush is it the shush <laughs> the, the shush 
the group of librarians is the, the collective noun for a group of librarians. Oh, okay. oh, really? Is that official? I mean, now it is. Okay, no, that's that's good to know. Yeah, uh, we can definitely do that. Uh, sounds good. Yeah. Sounds sounds great. What about the like length? I think we we touched upon this at some point. Yeah. And what what do you think about you know the hour mark? I like I like keeping it to an hour. And I know, like I was looking through some of the past episodes when I was moving them over to YouTube. And I think the longest we got was like an hour and 40 minutes where it was like, it was just the two of us working in Figma together for an hour. And that's, that's like fun. And it's its own, it's its own thing. But maybe that's not hardcover live. Maybe that can just be us like, you know, occasionally, if we want to go live and do a deep dive into a feature. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's like my my feeling exactly on the on the matter. I was even like thinking if we could do it like even uh shorter to you know keep it like stick to the the protein, not uh, have like extra bits and stuff. So, I'm assuming, you know, as much as people like uh, our 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 intros, we can keep that to like a minimum and I mean, if we have a uh, a guest. I'm guessing we'll just like directly introduce the guest, and yeah, it would be nice to like have those build calls. Maybe have those build calls, but not on a schedule. Just whenever we feel like it, when we we sync and build something, just have those calls free for any anyone to join, but not have them. You're right; they're not like necessarily hardcover live. Those I, didn't feel like yeah. I I still like. I still like some episodes being like that, like building together, like, but not, not like it would have to be confined to that hour mark. That That's the hard part. It's to not have it, to have it be succinct and like, we're diving into this feature and we're building it together, but we're not, we're not going to build out every little bit of it. <laughs> okay. So but, just like cut it at one hour. Okay. Yeah. I think yeah. that's worse. And yeah, that's I one hour that with like, 15 minutes of intro and like five minutes of wrap up. Yeah. So it's... Yeah. One yeah. hour definitely is like the sweet spot, I guess, for that kind of stuff allows us to like show people some, some, some things and also keep it like to the point. Maybe we can even differentiate between these. So whether it's a build episode or a guest episode, I mean, oh, they're going to see like the people who participated. I was thinking that, you know, we might not be able to set up a guest every week. So some weeks it can be someone from the community where we can send them like a questionnaire uh, up front because we might not know things about them, but we can ask. Um, and we can have, a, by the way, open call. I mean, if anyone from the community wants to join Hardcover Live and do this with us, it's not going to only be our pleasure. I think it's going to be like very fun and interesting to have this kind of chat. Uh, yeah, so some days we could do that. Some days we could go for book influencers. Some days we can go for author guests. And I think that's we can maybe even like rinse and repeat it. So, you know, the first week of the first, the month we build something. The second one, it's like uh, someone from the community. The third one is a book blogger and then, or like uh, a book influencer. And then we have an author to wrap up the week. So that would yeah. be, do you think that'd be too much? 
I, yeah, maybe like, uh, yeah, that, that kind of matches what I was thinking. It's kind of like the default, if we don't have a guest, is building something together. <laughs> and if we're yeah. able to get a guest, then we focus on like their domain expertise and how, um, how they work and understanding that their problems almost basically like a, um, a discovery call, but also, also just a, a learning about our learning about the book community call as well. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure there are some like members of the community who, uh, are very like, uh, keen on talking about their libraries. We can do like a deep dive into what they're reading and we can also like, uh, ask them about hardcover. So, uh, find out things that they'd want. It, it would be also a good idea if they want to like push a feature they really want, you know, to our to our attention. So yeah, yeah. Those uh, I, I have a feeling with with those calls, it's it's definitely going to come down to us to make it like a a welcoming, exciting experience for the call not on the the person so they they can oh, basically yeah. come on and, and relax and kind of let us let us take the wheel and uh they can just you know sit in the back seat and answer all the fun questions and have all the yeah, fun opinions exactly. <laughs> yeah definitely i mean uh the set of questions i think will apply for every time we have a guest it will just be different questions depending on if they're from the community so we don't have like we'll ask for like some answers to the questions uh so uh you know we have some background and then for book bloggers i think we could like drop a profile and then for authors that's when i guess we'll have the most info so that would be when we can ask the community as well to look into <laughs> things they want to ask them it could also be an maa so uh ama sorry where we could uh, get questions from the public. So if you've got an author you really like and you've been dying to ask them a question, we could uh, facilitate that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think uh, I think once we have, like, one person, uh, these are, like, uh, we're kind of talking about personas. So once we have, like, a persona, um, like, a discussion guide or, you know, an interview yeah. guide for how we like questions we've asked one author. We'll probably be able to ask other authors like most of those same questions. But then over time, you know, we'll we'll figure out the answers that, you know, we'll, we'll figure out some solutions and we'll come up with new questions and things like that. Mm -hmm. But uh, I have a feeling that it's like, it sounds like our uh, like personas are like authors, book influencers, other people in the book industry, whether that's um, editors, oh, yeah. press, marketers, um, librarians yeah. on hardcover, yeah, um, hardcover users, readers, the hardcover team, um, and then I was thinking also like other people who are like designing or developing other similar products, whether oh, it's yeah. whether it's like in the book industry or other like social networks, kind of like mm -hmm. peers, peer so social networks. Yeah, yeah, that'd be great. Yeah, I'd love talking to some of those people. Like, uh, yeah, I, I think I even have some some in mind. Just people who are like doing things like we're doing, but on another niche 
Yeah, exactly. Maybe or like they can be in the book space as well. Uh, yeah, definitely. That would be like really, really interesting. And uh, I kind of like this format. I think it will also work because, you know, you can ask a question, I can ask a question. Uh, there will be plenty of, uh, you know, we could be each other's fallback for like talking to the other person. Uh, so definitely, I think it's going to have a nice flow to it. And it's not just going to be us talking, except on the on the build calls. Um, yeah, yeah, it sounds good. I think it's <laughs> good uh, diversity of uh, formats for uh, what we can do with uh, with hardcover. Yeah, with the yeah. live. I'll I'll like I'll have to keep better notes on like all the individual book products projects that I see online like like um, not too long ago I saw someone who just like created something where you can like put in your like Goodreads um, user ID and it goes out to local libraries and finds like what books are available at those local libraries using OverDrive so it's like having you know people doing things like that where it's it's maybe not like a full community but it's more like a, a tool or someone created something to analyze your your stats um things like mm -hmm. that where it's it's like they're just just all these people creating cool stuff and figuring out how to yeah. showcase them even if they're not you know hardcover dependent they're cool stuff in the book space <laughs> yeah definitely mitch mentioned lots of open source book products that are being worked on definitely those are i mean open source is uh not only something we're planning to do at least with the front end and maybe we'll get it uh wraps maybe this i mean it should be uh like realistically it could happen this year if we, yeah i yeah. I, th I think like i don't i don't want to commit to it but i would yeah. i would be sad if hardcover is an open source by the end of the year <laughs> yeah exactly yeah same uh so definitely there's so many people and what's good about the open source community is that uh when we do this uh i think lots of uh, other people who are working on smaller projects, I mean, not to the scale of uh, uh, like uh, ours can be uh, integrated in what we do. And uh, yeah, for instance, the overdrive project, I mean, that could uh, definitely, uh, you know, be uh, something that helps readers find the books and we have the book pages so that could yeah. be something that could could uh, could be integrated but yeah yes. it's, it's it's really fun seeing this and uh, the open source community is going to be very very valuable uh to us especially you know going into this new year where open source seems to be the thing i'm keep i keep seeing like open source alternatives that are taking off. So they're <laughs> just not, not just like the smaller competitor to something. They're like the main thing. And once an open source project is the main thing, good design, good community, good like exposure to people who are contributing. That's, I, I, I don't see like any way of someone like taking that away. I mean, an open source project is, fail proof from that that perspective so yeah i think i think we're in a I, like i'm trying to think of other projects that would be like ours in the open source world where 
Yeah. Where it's not just the code base that's, excuse me, it's not just the code base that's important, but it's also just like the database where mm -hmm. like our, our book database itself is not something that we can open source because it has everyone's private data in it. So it's like we have, we have all this data about books and about editions and series and authors. And that part would be fine to figure out how to extract and open up. Yeah. And so I've, I've been thinking about like, how do we, how do we almost like, I don't, it's not, it wouldn't be splitting up the app, but how do we like do something that makes that available in a open way? And yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Like the the thing is like if we if we host it somewhere like we're on the hook for hosting a a live snapshot of all this data. So the thing that I always come back to in my head, which I I don't know enough about, is like creating like a a blockchain public database for book data that any book startup would be able to use for free because it would just be publicly on the blockchain. But that's not something I know enough about to speak with any authority. <laughs> but I like it in theory. Yeah, yeah, that definitely sounds good in theory, and I'm also like a fan of the, the openness of the blockchain. I think like right now, at least an API for the book data and author data wouldn't be something that uh, I mean, Goodreads doesn't have uh, a really good API. We could be like that API that Goodreads actually neglected. Uh, so I think that that and open sourcing the, the front end so people can uh, open their own uh, PRs, they can uh, suggest fixes. I think that's important. Like one example that uh, I'm always sharing is uh, Cal.com, which is like an alternative to Calendly. So their data, the meeting data, the user data, that's like proprietary to the company. But uh, the front end, and I think like even more than the front end, like the whole uh, code base apart from the database, yeah, it's basically open source. So if you want to build something like that, you can do it the next day, but you know, they're just like so big right now that it would make sense. You can just contribute if you don't like something. So uh, I wish we get to that point where, you know, people would just say, okay, hardcover is like a good team, uh, good product. So I'm better off just uh, contributing to, uh, to to that project. In terms of, yeah, I guess the sensitive thing would be authors and books. So that would be, I guess, TBD. But as long as we have an API that people can access and we vow to keep it open and not shut it down, I think that could be like a good uh, solution to yeah. the whole thing. Yeah. And uh, Mitch in the chat mentioned about uh, sending data back to open library, oh, yeah. which is something I've, uh, I've looked into and we, we potentially can do it. Like, so the way, the way it works is like open library has tons of data on a, on a bunch of books and they're backed by archive.org. They have like a ton of um, funding through their nonprofit. And so maybe instead of us trying to recreate their wheel with a blockchain database, we just like figure out how to like really send data back to them. 
I, I think I still have some concerns about it for when we want our data to be slightly different than theirs. They have taken some other, some different approaches to the way they structure their book data than we have. Um, mostly around, well, actually, I'm not even sure on this anymore. Some, I originally thought it was a difference in structure, but maybe it's just an inaccuracy in their data. And so like, for instance, uh, books have multiple ISBNs in their system or editions have multiple ISBNs, which um, in hardcover, one edition only has one ISBN or, you know, a 13 and a, a 10 ISBN. While in there, you might have an edition that has 10 different ISBNs. And that caused some havoc when we've imported them to our system. And uh, someone read 10 books, but they're issues one through six of a manga. And then on their side, they call that one book. So it's, there's a, there's some differences in structure that we would have to address, but I would, I would love to be able to just like better sync our data with open library. That would be, that'd be amazing. Cause they have a huge team there developing um, their book data as well. But to be determined. Yeah. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Well, on that note, I think we hit the hour mark, so should we wrap it up? Yeah, can uh, call this one, and uh, yeah, I will uh, talk to you next week. Yeah, <laughs> perfect. Well, see you, everybody, and uh, yeah, talk next week. And you can look for the show notes at uh, hardcover.app slash live. All right. <laughs> Bye-bye. Bye.